السلام علیکم ورحمۃ اللہ وبرکاتہ مفتی صاحب میں اللہ سبحان و تعالی گرانٹ یو عافیت اللہ تعالیٰ گرانٹ یو صحیح ان شاء اللہ لذیذ این آئی ایم شور یور جرنی ٹوڈے این یور جمعہ ٹوڈے ول بی فروٹفل فار دا امہ ایٹ لارج میں اللہ سبحان و تعالیٰ گیو اس توفیق این وی کین بینیفٹ فرام یور نصیحت این ایڈوائزز مفتی صاحب دا پلیٹفارم از یورس السلام علیکم ورحمۃ اللہ وبرکاتہ بارک اللہ فیکم مولانا سلیم کریم جزاک اللہ خیرن تو ٹیکنیشنز او برادر جنید خان او برادر ریاض حسین نحمده ونصلی علی رسوله الکریم اما بعد اعوذ بالله من الشیطان الرجیم بسم الله الرحمن الرحیم peace blessings and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader nabi muhammad mustafa rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin today is the 28th of rajab 1445 we should continue reciting the dua allahumma barik lana fi rajab wa shaaban wa ballighna ramadan as mentioned in mishkat sharif and we know that tomorrow evening saturday evening we should scan the sky for the new moon and crescent if it is sighted it will usher in the month of shaaban and if it is not sighted then sunday will be the 30th of rajab and monday inshallah aziz will be the first of shaaban today with the grace and mercy of almighty allah jalla wala we focus on chapter 33 surah ahzab the coalition and verse number 5 I mentioned the first sentence yesterday and the details but nevertheless we'll recap all my Allah jalla wala is speaking about adopted children so how you have adopted children today in the western sense even in those days the days of paganism it was very very similar so all my Allah abolished the banni the banni adoption in the western sense today So today when people adopt the baby boy baby girl then they give the name to the baby they use their name or their surname so Islam says that is haram and not permissible Islam says that you must give the baby the name of the biological father and to name the baby anybody else's name absolutely haram and this is a severe severe warning and wa'idun shadid for that man intasaba ila ghayri abi فعليه لعنه الله والملائكه والناس اجمعين that we go and deliberately change the name or the lineage of that young man young girl baby boy baby girl and to somebody else beside the biological father then all mitchellas curses on that person and on the angels curses on that person and the people's curses there so is a very very major big sin and a major major offense so we should remember that then the issue about inheritance there will be not you know inheritance but you can bequeath up to one third for the adopted child and then the issue of hijab in farda if the baby is 1 year old 1 and 1/2 less than 2 luna years 
then that wife there, adopted mother, she can take some medication and breastfeed the baby. So then she will become the foster mother and the husband will become foster father. And that will solve the problem of hijab and parda and so forth. So Almighty Allah Azza wa Jalla informs us on this Mubarak blessed day of Jumu'ah Friday, 28th of Rajab, Ud'uhum, you must call them, the adopted children, the Aba'ihim, by their biological father's name, who are aqsatu in the law. That is the justice system by Almighty Allah. Now many a time when you adopt a baby, they will not tell, tell you and divulge to you who the biological father or mother is, so in a case like that, what do you do? So Almighty Allah gives us the answer. فَإِلَّمْ تَعْلَمُوا آبَاءَهُمْ And if you do not know who the biological father is for some reason or the other, فَإِخْوَانُكُمْ فِي الدِّينِ Then they are your brothers in Islam, remember, in religion. Ikhwan, the plural of Akh. So Akh is one brother and Ikhwa, Ikhwan. So all that will be the plural وَمَوَالِيكُمْ And they are, the mawali is a plural of mawla. Under the very context of this verse here, if you open Bukhari Sharif, you will find that Habibuna Rasulullah called Zaid bin Harisa radiallahu an, anta akhuna wa mawlana. People would call him Zaid bin Muhammad, Zaid bin Muhammad. After the name of Mustafa, Habibuna Rasulullah because he grew up in the household of the Master, Habibuna Mustafa was there, Sayyidah Khadija radiallahu anha was there. And after this verse, then he was known as Zaid bin Haritha, as I mentioned in detail yesterday. So Mustafa used the name for him, Anta Akhuna, you have a brother, wa Mawlana, and you have a very, very close family member. The word Mawali, Mawlana, can be used in about 40 different meanings if you look at Misbahul Lugat and if you look at various dictionaries and lexicons and so forth. So to use the word Mawlana is used for all Matyallah Jalla وَعَفُوا أَنَّا وَغْفِرْ لَنَا وَرْحَمْنَا أَنْتَ مَوْلَانَا And we can use it for creation as well, as enshrined in the Noble Quran, وَمَوَالِيكُمْ The plural of Mawla, and is mentioned in Bukhari Sharif also. Thereafter, all Matyallah Jalla Wala teaches us, وَلَيْسَ عَلَيْكُمْ جُنَاحٌ And there's no sin and blame upon you. فِيمَا أَخْطَعْتُمْ بِهِ there's something you did or you said, remember, inadvertently, unintentionally. And that is mentioned in Surah 2, Chapter 2, Surah Baqarah, verse 286. The last, last verse of Surah Baqarah. And there all, Allah Azza wa Jalla teaches us a wonderful dua. Rabbana la tuakhizna in nasina aw akhta'ana. Oh, beloved Allah, do not take us to task for that which we did forgetfully. For example, we're fasting today, or on Monday or Thursday, we were fasting yesterday, so we ate something bad forgetfully. So the fast is valid. We totally forgot that we were fasting and we ate or drank something, but the fast is valid. So, Rabbana la tuakhizna in nasina aw akhta'ana. Akhta'ana or ye akhta'atu means that we did something unintentionally, inadvertently, so sometimes, remember, if a person, for example, is fasting and by mistake the water went down, remember the fast will break. 
But some, but it won't be a sin upon that person. So we need to draw that distinction. So, Ya Allah, do not take us for task for that which we did forgetfully, inadvertently, unintentionally. Laysa alaykum junahun fima akhta'atum bihi. That what you did, remember, unintentionally, inadvertently, so there will not be any sin upon you. Yes, there will be a sin upon you. Walakim ma ta'amadat kulubukum. What your hearts did deliberately, intentionally. Deliberately, intentionally we went and we committed harm, we committed vices and sins, so that Allah forbid will be considered as a sin, and we have to make tawbah and repent and beg all Allah for forgiveness. And all Allah wants us to be successful, hence all Allah states that He is Ghafur, He is of forgiving. Another meaning of Ghafur will be, Ya Allah, you are the one who is sattar, you cover and conceal our vices and sins. See in Surah 2, Surah Baqarah, chapter number 2, Atwalu Suratin Fil Quran, the longest chapter in the Noble Quran, verse 286, and the last line, Ya Allah, regarding the past, you forgive us. Wa regarding the present, you make sattari, and you cover and conceal our vices and sins. And regarding the future, Warhamna, envelop us in your special, special mercy. Chapter 7, verse 151. Oh, beloved Allah, include us in your special, special mercy, whilst you alone are the most merciful one to show mercy. Anta Mawlana. Ya Allah, you alone our protector. Fansurna al-Qawmil Kafirin. Help and assist us against the non-Muslims. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Today's program is a bit different. I'm right here inside the masjid. There's some brothers here. They want to see how we do the program with Allah's help. Our host here is Mawana Abdul Razak Al-Wadiya. MashaAllah, Allah reward him and his family. And we had program here last night, Masjid Aisha, Mona Hassan Dokrat, Hafidahullah, the principal day of the Darulum Sadiqeen day in Robertsham, mashallah, he was here also. And Allah reward him, grant him complete shifa. So we're here in the Masjid, and now we will present to you locally, nationally, internationally, and globally the news, views, and interviews. <clears throat> Whenever you hear the Jutlas have died or they're injured, you must say Alhamdulillah. And similarly, if the Americans died, you must say Alhamdulillah. These are our enemies. These are the super terrorists of the world and super murderers of the world. Five U.S. Marines died and the helicopter crash in California. Alhamdulillah. Straight dispatch to Jahannam. We all know how many Muslims they have murdered and killed in Afghanistan, in Iraq, and now in Palestine, and how many other places, Vietnam, and so forth, although they it was non-Muslims. Pakistan elections, the least credible elections happened yesterday when they asked Nawaz Sharif when he came to vote, how's the voting? He said, very, very fair. So remember that if you understand Urdu properly, you call it Danli. Danli means the elections were rigged from the starting to the end, and everybody knows if it was free and fair, then Imran Khan would have won a landslide victory. 
But you know, Pakistan government, Choroki Hukumat, a bunch of thugs and crooks are running the country. So two families have destroyed Pakistan from 47 right up to now. So you see, 76 years, and the Bhutto family, and the, Zard- and the Zardari family, that's his son-in-law, and then the Sharif family. So Nawaz Sharif will become the prime minister. Maybe Shabazz Sharif will become the president, or they might give that portfolio to somebody else. But this whole election was rigged from starting to end. North Koreans who are working there in China say they are being exploited just like slaves because they are working maximum amount of hours and given minimum amount of pay and so forth. See, Richie Rich there, you must remember, in UK. So I always told you about him. We're not sure whether he's taking, understand, the cow or the urine of the cow or the milk of the cow. So nine human rights organizations have called on Prime Minister Sunak of UK to speak out and to protect the journalists in Gaza. We know that 100 Palestinian journalists, Muslim, non-Muslim, have been murdered and killed by the terrorist Nazi regime of Israel, the children of Hitler, and some more majority of them Muslim and some of them non-Muslim. So that is what we should remember, that all Allah gave such himmat and courage to our people, even in such conditions, they are prepared to give their life and become martyrs so that, remember, the news must come out to the entire world. What genocide, what war crimes, ethnic cleansing, crimes against humanity are being perpetrated right there in Gaza al-Mubarakah. In the United Kingdom, the students are protesting. You must remember, why should there be armed supplies towards Israel from the U.K.? One side, they are the occupiers, the aggressors, the murderers, and yet America and Britain and all these countries supply material support, financial support, and arms and military support. So they in Rafah, you must remember, where there are over one million Palestinians squeezed right into Gaza, that's right next to the Egyptian border. They say we are just waiting to be martyred. Imagine. The world looks on, and the Arab port dictators... And remember the Murtads like MBS of Saudi Arabia, MBZ of United Arab Emirates, Murtad bin Zindik, and all these others who have made and normalized ties with Israel. So Saudi will say they never normalized ties. We know what's happening under the table. Don't think all are foolish and stupid people. So we must be very clear on all that they're helping the Israelis to destroy Hamas. So imagine that in those conditions, Yahya Sinwar and Mohammed Zayf, Yahya Sinwar in the tunnels and Mohammed Zayf on the ground and they're still taking on the resistance. Today is day number 126 of this conflict. South Korea, I've been there also. There are people who love their wine and swine. You must remember that. Khamar and Khinzir, as we say in Arabic, they say they want to become a powerhouse of halal. Today, this halal industry is a multi-billion dollar industry, and people just look at it. How can we get our hands? So then they will get some sheikhs, some maulanas, and some people, and so forth, and tell them, give us a halal logo, and thereafter it will start, and then you will see. Those halal logos are not worth the paper on which they are written, and those are a typical example of scholars for dollars. We need to be very, very careful when we are traveling, Always remember the authentic hadith in Tirmidhi Sharif, where in Habibuna Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam addressed his beloved Nawasa, 
his beloved grandson said to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Sina Hassan radiallahu anhu and said Da'ma yuribuka ila ma'la yuribuk Leave that which puts you into doubt and offer that in which there is no doubt. At least some noise is being made by the Arab Tanpot dictators, remember. They said Israel should be kicked out and banned from FIFA. So I see that the news load and said that Saudi Arabia has requested that and Qatar has requested that. Similarly, United Arab Emirates. Sometimes they say things just for public consumption, you must remember, because too much pressure on them. Bibi Netanyahu, the war criminal, remember that, and the butcher of Gaza says, we continue with the war till this absolute victory against Hamas. So the Haaretz newspaper writes, he is living in Alice in Wonderland, and it's a fantasy what he's saying. Now they pose a question in the Haaretz newspaper, if and when there's a picture, independent Palestinian state, would it be economically viable? That's not your business whether it's economically viable. Give them the independence. It's their country. You stole it. You came in as squatters and as invaders in 45, 46, 47, murdering them with your Irgun gang, with your Haganah gang, with your Stern gang, and then in 48, establishing the Aram, the Haram state, the illegal state, you must remember, of Israel, so they are entitled to the independent state, and you should not be interfering. Therefore, yesterday, Xi Jinping, or whatever you want to call him, and Putin, we like them. Anybody who harms America, who pokes, who bullies America and gives them a bloody nose, Muslim, non-Muslim, we like them. So whether it's Xi Jinping or whether it's Putin, and they said, America, you must not interfere in our internal affairs, otherwise we will give you another bloody nose. So remember that, so that's the people we like, who tell America as it is, we must remember this. Gideon Levy writes, when the dust has settled, remember there, after this conflict, then the Hamas will be crowned as the winner, and that you can read in the Haaretz newspaper, and every article of Gideon Levy you should read, he writes very, very well. Non-Muslim Jew, but remember, he's very sympathetic to the Palestinians as well. 64 Israeli soldiers injured by friendly fire. One thing I must tell you about the Western press, they masters with words, you know. So the Jutla was shooting for the Palestinian and he shot the Jutla. So that is what Quran says, And remember, among themselves, the war also is severe. You think they are united, and they, but their hearts are totally fragmented. Why? They are a people who got no aql and no brains and no intelligence. Who murders babies and innocent people, 28,000? Only people who are mentally disturbed people. So Surah 59, verse 14, and there will never be peace there for the Jutlas. Almighty Allah is cursing them, punishing them till the day of justice. As enshrined in the Noble Quran, Surah Al-Adab, chapter 7, verse 167. So friendly fire, they said. And then Biden, he was asked a question yesterday. Are you going little bit nuts? Maybe you're eating too much coconut, Biden, you butcher. So your master remember, he said, no, no, my memory is fine and so forth. But the other day he said he spoke to Mitterrand. And that Mitterrand died in the 90s of France. You understood? So they asked him, are you sure? You don't need to go to a mental hospital or something. 
South Africa, they are predicting, and it happened last night here, I'm in Pretoria, Erasmia, to be specific. And whilst we were just going to sleep, and a thunderstorm, and a lot of rain, and Allahumma Sayyib and Nafiyah, the transformers were blowing, and what have you. So, you know, a lot of things, but mashallah, here in the masjid, all systems go. So they're expecting flooding and a lot of rain in major parts of South Africa. And yesterday was a sauna. So me, I never heard sauna in my life because I got no time for these people. Yeah, all false promises and hollow promises. So when sauna takes place, state of the nation address, we say half the people are making sauna. They're making sauna, pina, kana, pahana. You understand? So what they're doing, they're half sleeping or they're half dreaming or they're eating, drinking, or they're going to relieve themselves. So that is the khulasa, the summary of the sauna. So Monana, we have about, mashallah, I'm in a masjid here, about 23, 24 minutes, inshallah, till Jamaat, here in Masjid Aisha. So then you fire up the questions, inshallah. We all know the rules of the game, that this square, this, this portion here, is for non-Muslims especially. So let the non-Muslims pose the questions, and inshallah, we will try and answer them. And all you non-Muslims, Jew, Christian, Hindu, atheists, don't you apologize. Ask your question. It's all uncensored. As you send it, the question will be asked by Muslim Karim, and we will answer you with the help and mercy of Almighty Allah, Jalla Salim Karim, I think, is in Ladysmith. I am here, and we have Radio Ansar International on with Allah's help, and we have Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah wa Jama'a, and the world is listening. So, mashallah, let's go, Maulana. Kiss, keep it short and sweet. Your religion, is, your religion is supposed to mean peace, but you guys are total opposites. All you guys are Talibans killing, hurting innocent people. I think what Israel is doing is right to shut you guys up. Viva Israel. Yes, my Jutla. So the Jutla's question was that you Muslims, you'll say you believe in Islam and Islam means peace, but you are the ones who are trigger happy. You are the ones who are the terrorists. And therefore, what Israel is doing is correct and so forth. I'm just repeating the question so the brothers here in the masjid can also understand and hear the question. So let me pose a question to you, you jutla, you harami. So you must say when I use the word harami, it means that the illegal occupation of Palestine. And harami got many meanings and zanim. Zanim is also used in the Quran Sharif for illegitimate children. So in case anybody wants, how can you use the word harami? 100% harami is there. So you must remember, so you say what America and what America and Israel are doing is correct. So let me ask you a question you must remember. The question is this. You living in a house and somebody comes with a gun and a grenade and tells you you better get out from here otherwise you're going to blow your brain box and take your children and kill them. So what will you say in that case there? The whole world knows Israel is an apartheid terrorist Nazi regime. You, Jutla, I'm sure about this. I have been to occupied Palestine more than you. I've been there five times. You haven't been there two, three times also. But you are bamboozled by the Western media and the Western propaganda, the Hasbara, as the Jutlas call it, the propaganda. So you are the people who murdered 500,000 children, babies and children. And your Jutli Harami, Madeleine Albright, said, yes, it's worth it in Iraq. And you want to tell me you support that. 
You are the people who came to Afghanistan. The British came three times in the 60s to steal the lithium and the minerals there. Then the Russians came and the Taliban and the Mujahideen defeated all of them. Then you Americans came with a coalition of 48 countries and the Taliban smashed you to pieces and you had to put your tail between your legs and run and leave all the F-16s and everything there. So who is the aggressor? Who is the occupier? It is the white hegemony that you want, O Jutla. We tell you straight, one settler, one bullet will settle the issue forever. So I hope you got the message, O Jutla. The DA threatens to remove Azan to the public if they win the elections. Are they a majority Zionist group who also stand with Israel? Remember, as far as the DA goes, Democratic Alliance, if that is what they said, and it's authentic that if they win the elections, they will not allow the Azan on the mics and so forth. I told you this a few weeks ago, a month ago, in this election or whenever in future, it's haram for a Muslim to belong to the DA. It's haram for a Muslim to vote for the DA. They are 100% financed by the Israeli apartheid terrorist regime. If you ask them, will you condemn that Israel for murdering the babies and so forth, they got one standard answer, no. We stand for a two-state solution. We're not asking whether two-state or one-state or three-state. We're asking you. Do you condemn Israel for the murder and the rape and the plundering they are doing for the past 75 years and the occupation and so forth? So therefore, I am on record 100 times, not once. I never ever voted ANC. I never ever voted DA. I never ever voted EFF. And I'll never vote. And I'm telling you, Muslim brothers, sisters, those who are eligible to vote is for our fatwa on this issue is is haram for you to vote DA. Rather, you don't vote at all than voting for the DA. Absolutely haram. You must remember that today they tell you the Palestinian soccer team is there in Cape Town. But you as a Muslim or a non-Muslim, they don't want you to paint your house. It's your house. But if you paint that house with the Palestinian flag, they will tell you it's an offense. If you take the Palestinian flag to a public place, they'll tell you it's an offense. So 100% anti-Palestine, anti-Muslim, anti-Islam, and we must expose them for what they are. We need not fear anybody. We don't carry favor with any person, any organization, any politician, or any government. That is our Islam. La yakhafu We must protect the truth and defend the truth and speak the truth. Imam Shafi'i, rahimahullah, used to say, my teacher is Imam Malik, rahimahullah, and his Habibi, my beloved. Walhaqqu Habibi. And the truth is my friend, Oswal. Walhaqqu ahaqqu ayyutaba. But the truth must always be spoken. Therefore, you find that sometimes his verdict goes against his honorable teacher. So we differ for the sake of truth. Ma'al ihtiram wal izza. So sometimes we will differ with our seniors on certain issues and we love them, we respect them, but we differ because we feel that there is some further evidence and proof. So that is what you call academic scholarship in our Islamic field of jurisprudence. To my knowledge, A.K., why is polygamy allowed in Islam where no other religion advocates it? Rashdeen. Rushdin, you never read the Bible, Rushdin. You are just a pipe piper. 
You telling me that only Islam allows polygamy and no other religion allows polygamy? Come, let me enlighten you three things. Number one is this. If you study the Christian Bible, what you call the Old Testament and so forth and so forth, or New Testament, whatever you want to call it, you know how many different versions of the Bible you got. Even the virgins are confused. So nevertheless, you must remember that. And I challenge you to show me one person in the world who has by heart the entire Torah in the original language, or has Torah, has all this thing by heart, memorized the entire Injil Gospel. I challenge the Pope, that you Pope, Pope Francis, Pope Benedict, whoever, last was Pope Benedict, nice Pope Francis, read the entire Bible, and that is, you must remember, your Injil, in the original language, by memory, one Jutla, one Christian, read for me the Torah, the Injil, the heart in the original language. So the answer came from the Vatican, there's no hope for the Pope. You see that? So that is what you are, you must remember that. So let's go to the Bible and I teach you a lesson. Go read the story of Solomon and Dawood, David and Solomon. That how many wives they had, and they use a word which I don't like, but anyway it's mentioned in the Bible, and they had over 100 concubines. So I'm asking you, who's promoting polygamy? Is it not mentioned in the Bible? Go and read the Bible. Go and read about Judaism. That I have the clip, if any Jutla, any Harami, any one of you wants it, you must remember. You, I'm very transparent. Every day I give you my number. 071, if you're in public office, you must give your number. There's nothing to be hiding and so forth. So we need to be transparent. 071 So you, inshallah, send me a message and write Jutla or write the Torah and I'll send it to you. So this rabbi says you must remember that if you have non-Jews, Goyim, Gentile people, Right? And a Jagoyam Gentile. Allah forbid, Allah forbid, Aliyazubillah, that Muslim person embraces Judaism. That Hindu or that Christian embraces Hinduism. Then, if it is father and daughter, or if it is brother and sister, they can get married also. I am asking you, telling me about polygamy, and that here the Jews, the Jutlas, and their rabbis are promoting incest. What you have to say about that? And this comes from the horse's mouth. And then you're telling me only Islam promotes this. Go and study in America there. So you must remember they have the Mormon people. The Mormon people have 5, 10, 15 wives. And they have 100 children, 20 children and all because so many wives they have. So I want to pose one question to you, Rushdin. That your President Clinton, who I saw when I, I, didn't, I went in the White House, but he wasn't there at that time, but outside we saw him, he was going with his car and what have you. Nevertheless, Clinton couldn't look after his rifle, you must remember that. How many women he slept with, he can't even count, you must remember that. So when you ask him, Clinton, what you were doing with there? Well, you must remember that lady there, there, sent, so on the table, under the table, right inside the White House. So you Haramis, you'll say you must have one wife and you have 100 girlfriends and 50 girlfriends. Your president of Israel, Kadzef, he decorted him on rifle charges, rape and sexual assault and he had to go to jail. So imagine you'll say one wife and then you'll have 10, 20, 50 girlfriends and under the table and on the table. We Muslims have regulated it. 
And we say that maximum you have four wives at one time, and that is enshrined in the Noble Quran, Surah 4, verse number 3. But it's not carte blanche. You must remember these conditions attached. So if you remember that you are fearing you can't do justice, then you have to stay with your one, your first wife only, all this gold. And that's what we advocate today because 80% of the Muslim men who have two, three, four wives, you must remember, they cannot do justice. So therefore we tell them, inshallah, you stay with your old wife, all this gold, and that is our Islamic teaching, brother. Why are Muslim women restricted to their dressing while Muslim men can dress the way they want to? Muslims are Muslim women oppressed. Remember, this is an old argument. You must remember that women are oppressed and they have to wear all this clothing and so forth and so on. And you, the Muslim men, can wear any type of clothes. So the question itself needs to be rephrased. Who told you Muslim men can just wear any clothes and so forth? Can a Muslim man with his jockey and underwear just run around anywhere? Can he come to the mosque like that? Can he go in public like that? No. So you must remember that in Islam, haya, shame, modesty, morality is an integral part of our faith. And once I was in the plane. So you know when they see me, because I'm six feet tall and I wear the long robe and I have a hat. So they think that Osama bin Laden came out of his grave or wherever. You know, Obama says he caught Osama, but they never showed the world and they threw him in the sea. If you caught a big fish, you will show the whole world. You caught such a big fish, you never showed anybody. So Obama made you American because he knows masses are asses and he knows what type of asses you are. So you must remember that, and that's how we won the second term in American elections, if you understand what the world is going on. So let's go on with that. So I was traveling from South Africa over Tambo to Zambia. And my wife, myself, and then there was a white team. I could see it's uncomfortable. I said, listen, my name is AK. We're not going to harm you. You sit quietly here, and then we can speak nicely. And you ask me any question you want. So he picked up his finger and went past my nose. He said, why she is dressed like this? I forget his name. So let's call him Donald Duck, right? So this Donald Duck, I asked him, that, Donald, what you say? You will be honest. He said, 100%. I said, okay. Let's say in this plane here, we're going to Lusaka or wherever. But I remember we're going to Zambia. So remember that, let's say there's 100 passengers in this plane, 50 male, 50 female. Is that right or wrong? He said, right. I said, remember you said you'll be honest. So I said, Donald, Donald Duck, that now let's come to the women who are here in this plane. That who will be a better role model, example, sample for their children and grandchildren? These ladies who are scantily clad and three-quarter naked or this woman here sitting next to me, my wife? What do you say, Donald? He picked up his finger past my nose and nostrils again and he pointed to my wife. So you, non-Muslims, you want your wife, your daughter, your mother to run around with the bikini, stikini, all these things there. And therefore you jutlas and haramis are promoting incest. How many haram children you got in South Africa? Your minister of education without shame, she said last year when releasing the results. And she said that you got 150,000 Teenage pregnancies in your schools. 
it is schools or varsities or colleges or it's brothels you are running. You teach them biology and so forth, what you give them practical demonstration and so forth. So you must remember, I was a very young boy. Write it down and all you, even you brothers who are here, just quick, quick, check it up. I was a very, very young boy. This article came most probably in the Star newspaper. The judge name, I remember Judge Pickles. You see, Pickles is our achar. The judge name was Judge Pickles. And the court was Old Bailey. It's famous court there. So the court is Old Bailey. Just put the keywords, Old Bailey, Judge Pickles, and put there, woman raped or whatever. So Judge Pickles in those days, it was 60s or 70s, or so, around there. From those days, I love reading all this, you understand? The Juicy Lucy articles. What do Judge Pickles have to say? So Judge Pickles told those ladies, because you all are so scantily clad, so therefore that man raped you. He said, I'm not justifying what he did, but partially you also must be to blame. So that is what Islam teaches us. When you yourself don't dress properly, all these things here, yeah, and then you entice the men to do that and so forth. So Islam teaches us, we are in the masjid, in the mosque now. So all Almighty Allah, Jalla Wala, teaches us, you must remember, Ya Bani Adama Natakum in the Kulli Masjid. When you go to the masjid, to the mosque, then you can't be going with any clothes and all these type of things, and even outside. When you go to the house of Almighty Allah, Jalla Wala, so remember you have to wear such attire, such clothing, that is, you must remember, zina. It must have full of beauty. There must be decorum. There must be respect. We have an appointment with all, Maitya Allah, Azza wa Jalla. Go read chapter number 7 and verse number 31. Chapter 7, verse 31. Ya bani adama khudu zinatakum inda kulli masjid. So Islam is the best, and therefore I give you non-Muslims this opportunity. Ask any question you want, and inshallah we will give you a satisfactory answer. Following yoga exercise without following their non-Muslim beliefs in order to keep fit in our own homes. Is this allowed as we are not following another religion? Remember that yoga for us Muslims is absolutely, totally haram. And to just explain to you one point further, you know MBS is Murtad bin Shaitan, totally out of the fold of Islam. Today they are promoting yoga in the schools and in Saudi Arabia and so forth. The people who Quran Sharif states, our worst, worst enemies, chapter 5, verse number 82. If you don't understand chapter and verse, one auntie Kala there in Chetwood, she shouts me the whole time. What you say all this chapter and verse? Tell us the Vichupara and all that. We don't know chapter verse. Kala Masi. This is the last, last ayat of the six supara, the six Jews. لَتَجِدَنَّ أَشَدَّ النَّاسِ عَدَاوَةً لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا الْيَهُودَ وَالَّذِينَ أَشْرَكُوا You will find now and in the future, your worst, worst enemies are the Jutlas and the Mushrikeen, the idol worshippers, the Hindus. We never ever said every Hindu. We never ever said every Jew. I just quoted for you now Gideon Levy and all these people. So remember that Quran itself teaches us Leishu, Sawaha, they're not all equal. But we definitely will say majority Jews, majority Hindus, our enemy and our arch enemy. Now you have certain things that are signs and symbols of theirs. 
You say you want to do exercise with yoga and so forth. It's like a Muslim person saying, no, I will take some whiskey, I will take some, you understand, beer, I won't get drunk and so forth, but I'll just taste it. It gives me a lot of stamina. You like anecdotes and stories. I was a young boy, not even Balik maybe that time. We used to play soccer. Allah forbid some Muslims also and non-Muslims. So we used to have our soccer team, you see. So they were, I was the only guy that time there in the team. I still remember what Allah said. They used to take daha, you understand? The first half, they run like mad things, you understand? And we're scoring goals and all that. Second half, then we lose everything because now the effect is gone, because now the daha is finished. You must remember that. So you see all these haram things. They must cause harm to you physically and spiritually. So in Islam, for us Muslims, you say you want to do exercise. All the exercises, you couldn't find anything. You only found yoga, which is considered to be a shahir and a symbol of the Hindu religion and so forth. So absolutely haram. Go open Kitabu Shahada in Bukhari Sharif. You will find a profound statement of Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anh. He said in time of Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, wahi revelation used to come. So in Abu Bakr's time, it was very short, two and quarter years. And in our time, then we going to pass the verdict according to the prima facie evidence, the zahir, and your niyat intention that you tell Allah Ta'ala when you meet Allah on day of justice. So therefore, the jurists and fuqaha of Islam have said, نَحْنُ نَحْكُمُ بِالزَّوَاهِرِ we pass the verdict on the Zahir, on the prima facie evidence, and all Allah knows what is in your heart and what your motive is. And we don't know what is in your heart, hence we pass the verdict and fatwa absolutely haram to promote, to advocate, to participate in yoga in all forms, shapes, and sizes. Mufti Saab, is there any feedback of the apologies of those two brothers? A listener is asking. So the latest I received last night was they will apologize tomorrow, uh, tomorrow Saturday night. That's what I received latest. You can contact the Brothers Day of Ansar and we gave you the numbers so you can ask them for further details. You guys pray five times a day. What is the need for a reminder by calling God's name on loudspeakers five times daily? If you are so loyal to your religion, then there is no reason to call the prayer to be announced. So I ask you, Christians, then you say that why must you have the call to prayer to call people? So you Christians, what you calling the people by ringing the bells there of the church and so forth? You know what the record that makes, but we don't object. So remember that how many people hear the Azan and they embrace Islam? If you study the Mu'azin, the callers to Islam, the famous ones, Sayyidina Bilal bin Rabah al-Habashi, the African, radiallahu anhu. He was in Medina Munawwara, the Mu'azin, and the second Mu'azin is Abdullah bin Umi Maktoum, Abbas Awatawalla, and Jawal A'ma, the blind Sahabi. Kudrat ka Karishma, the manifestation of the power of Allah, both of them are buried in Babu Sagir in Damascus. I've been there four or five times with the help of Allah. So they both Mu'azzin there in Medina Munawwara, both buried in the same graveyard in Damascus, in Damascus. If you study Makkah Mukarrama, who was the Mu'azzin there? Abu Mahzura, Habibuna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, sahaba, were traveling. 
And lo and behold, it was Salat time. Nabi alayhi salam told one of the Sahaba, render the adhan. You know, children were playing there nearby. So they started imitating. And the voice came, you know the echo. So Habibuna Mustafa sallallahu said, call them. So you know, children, when one of them is guilty, so Nabi alayhi salam asked, who was imitating? They all pointed to him. Habibuna Rasulullah sallallahu called him Abu Mahzura took his yadihi al-sharifa, his mubarak hand, and placed it on the head of Abu Mahzura and said, repeat after me, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, he repeated, Ashadu Allah, Allah, and so So while the Master, salam, was doing all this, the Iman was entering the inner recesses of his heart. And then he becomes the Mu'azzin of Majidul Haram, Makkah Mukarramah. Where Habibuna Rasulullah put Yadihi a Sharifa, his Mubarak hand on the head of Abu Mahzura, he never cut that head. He said, How can my love for the Master be such that I remove that head? Imagine the ulama, when you study Asma'u Rijal wa Nisa, then you come to know. So, my brother, how many people today, your BBC has carried a documentary that the fastest growing religion is Islam? Some of them hear the Azan and then remember they embrace Islam. And it is a call to prayer. As-salatu khayrun minan Last question, Mawana, people are waiting here for Salat. We are encouraged so let's to read this, the last question, inshallah. We are encouraged to read the English translation of the Holy Quran, but we are not allowed to follow what we read because we are told only to seek guidance from the ulama. So what's the use of reading the English version? Nobody said you must read the English version. Who told you you must read the English version on your own? I give you the Quran and I tell you you must read the chapter on inheritance and you read it independently. Surah 4, verses 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Read it and see how much you understand there. Today is Jumu'ah. The question is this. We must just read the Quran and we'll understand ourselves. Today is the day of Jumu'ah Friday. So remember this, that today is the day of Friday, and you go open Surah Al-Jumu'ah, Surah 62, verse 2, and all Mithya Allah, Jalla Wala, teaches us the function of the Master, alayhi salatu salam, yatlu alayhim ayatihi. The Master, alayhi salatu salam, had to recite the Quran for them, so that they learn how to recite, to recite the Quran Sharif correctly, properly. And we use a key him and purify them from kufr and shirk, from blasphemy and idol worship. Where you allimuhumul kitab and teach them the meaning, interpretation of the Quran. This are Sahaba, Abdullah the Mas'ud radiallahu anhu in Mishkat is mentioned, said, Ikhtarahumullahu li suhbati nabiyihi wa iqamati dini. Allah selected them for the companionship of Nabi alayhi salam and to establish the deen. They, the most intelligent people, they require the teacher to explain. But in this day and this age, people who don't know they are left from right, they don't even know how to read the Quran looking inside properly. I challenge 80% of the ummah today who want to speak of Islam looking inside. They can't even read the Quran properly. And you want to tell me you take a translation and you will understand the Quran. So then these verses become redundant, then Allah forbid. But you allimuhumul kitab wal hikmah. 
And after teaching them the meaning and connotation of the Quran, then teach them the hikmah. Al-Imam shafii the genius he was, born in Ghazza al-Mubarakah in the year 150. His teacher, Imam Muslim bin Khalid al-Zanji, the African teacher, seven years he was uh, seven years old, he became Hafiz. Thirteen years old, he was teaching already in the Haram Sharif in Makkah. Fifteen years old, Imam Muslim bin Khalid Zanji gave him permission, you can issue fatawa and verdicts of Shafi'i. You're a abqadi, you're a genius. Al-Imam Shafi'i taught us that when the word hikmah comes after kitab, after ayatillah, it refers to a sunnah and nabawiyah, the teaching, preaching of who? Of the sunnah. So when it comes to Quran Sharif, when it comes to Sunnah, you must have a teacher. You're going to study on your own. You will be astray and you lead other people astray. How many people tried it? So that is against the very teaching of the Quran Sharif. Chapter 62, Surah Al-Jumu'ah, verse 2. Then you get this Qurani group. So when they tell me we only believe in Quran, I ask him, brother, you circumcised. Show me where circumcision is in the Quran. So we circumcise him, you see. So go read Quran, chapter 16, verse 44, Surah Nahal Dabi, and verse 44, Wa anzalna ilayka zikra, we reveal to you, Ya Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the zikr, the reminder, to bayyina linnas, so you will explain to the people in detail, ma nuzila ilayhim wa la'allahum yatafakkaroon, what was revealed for them, and Allah Ta'ala will then let you understand the Qur'an when you go to the teachers and so forth. And last announcement, inshallah, 11.35, we will join Makkah Mukarramah. Today's khutbah will be rendered from Makkah by Sheikh Salih Hamid. Inshallah, we will take the khutbah and then translate it from here, Masjid Aisha. And then, inshallah, deliver the talk from here. Maaf, we went a little bit over time. Barakallahu feek. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.